Hi, Marked listeners. We're planning some exciting things for the future of the podcast, so we want to hear from you. Take our fun survey and give us all of your opinions about Marked to enter for a chance to win a Lifeway Women backpack filled with Bible studies and other great resources for diving into God's Word. To take the survey, go to lifewaywomen.com slash podcast or click on the link in our show notes. We can't wait to hear from you. This is season two of the Marked Podcast from Lifeway Women. I'm your host, Mary Margaret Collingsworth. Each week, we'll hear the story of what God has done in the lives of different people. We'll talk about things that have marked them, and I know you'll be encouraged. Most of them are just like you. I'm so glad that you've joined us today. So glad you've joined us this week on the Marked Podcast. Um, I am sitting um, today on a snowy day in Nashville um, at Kelly Mentor's table, and I'm so excited just about um, our discussion today, what we're going to talk about, just conversation with her. Um, and so a lot of you may are, be familiar with Kelly. Um, she's written several Bible studies. She um, travels and speaks. She um, is just a woman who loves God's Word and loves women. And so I'm excited for you guys to hear from her today. Um, we're going to cover a bunch of different topics. So I know you're going to want to stick around but Kelly welcome to the Marked Podcast. Hey thanks yeah. this is awesome. I know. Are you are you are you okay that I still have like Christmas trimmings on Absol- my table? Here? Absolutely okay. there's yeah. no shame in that. It's okay, still good. wintry outside. Yeah so. the snow gave me a little that made me feel a little bit better about Absolutely. my laziness and yes. procrastination. Mm-hmm. It's hard to put it all away and, and I feel like I find remnants for like weeks later. Oh yeah I mean the needles. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. July. In my car trunk uh-huh. too right now because mm-hmm. I took a wreath out to the trash can and there's just pine needles everywhere and then I'll uh-huh. like I'll walk around and I'm like, I thought I grabbed all the Christmas stuff to put it away. And it's like, oh, there's one more thing. Oh, there's one more thing. Oh, like, yeah. It just kind of multiplies itself. And, so. and I had terrible poinsettia fortune this year. Like I, I got them. They looked great. And mm-hmm. then I, I, I would just walk by one and nine leaves would fall off. <laughs> you know, like, this is such a problem. Whoops. But, yeah. Well, good. Well, I'm so glad just that we can sit across the table from each other and talk today. Um, but tell, you know, for a woman who may not know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up, what you're doing now, and just kind of where you are. Yeah. So I grew up in the Washington DC area, uh, actually in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And we need to, it's important to separate yourself from the yes. Maryland people and vice versa. <laughs> they, they, you know, they're, they're strong about that as well. And uh, my parents started a Bible church the year before I was born, Mm -hmm. and they are still there uh, leading that church. And so when I was 25, I moved from Virginia to Music City, USA, Mm -hmm. so found myself here in Nashville, Tennessee, and had signed a record deal um, with Word Records, and through a series of events, uh, ended up jumping around to a couple more music labels, uh, which was really my wilderness experience mm-hmm. with the Lord and with trying to find my identity in my career and yeah. not having much success at all and struggling financially and emotionally and not knowing what I was going to do with my life or where my life was taking me and mm-hmm. if God had left me or forgotten me. And so that was just a real struggle. And a number of years into that, I ended up having the opportunity to write a Bible study for Lifeway. And, and, uh, one of the questions that typically comes up is, well, how did you get from <clears throat> all that struggle to then writing a Bible study? But yeah. there was, it was kind of in the middle of all of that, that, mm-hmm. uh, some, some connections happened and, and I had that opportunity and, uh, wrote my first Bible study and then 
began to get asked to speak and teach the word. And I had really had a great love for the word of God because Mm of um, just growing up in the home that I grew up in, but also through some of the struggles, different things, uh, had some pretty significant depression and some fears and uh, disappointments uh, that had happened. And the word was a real healing bomb. So it was really wonderful to be able to write studies and teach the Bible, but not what I thought I was going to be Mm -hmm. doing. And then in retrospect, realized that the Lord was preparing me for that all Mm -hmm. along. And so all these Bible studies later and uh, some music and a lot of travel and a new women's event and all that kind of stuff. Um, Here I find myself in women's ministry and I'm very, very grateful. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And it just, I love that for so many of us, um, you know, our path to getting to where God wants us rarely looks the way that we think it's going to look. Yeah. And, and Uh so, you know, for somebody who, you know, may be asking the question, how, like, what is, what does it look like to write a Bible study? Like, Mm -hmm. what does that look like Mm -hmm. for you as far as a process or a timeline Mm -hmm. or kind of just in a big and overarching sense? Sure. Well, it, I'll tell you this, it's a lot of quiet, alone work. Yeah. So that's something that, that at least I have had to resign myself in a sense, maybe resign's not the right word because I do love what I do, mm-hmm. but I have to acknowledge that it is, it can be very lonely. And yeah. so even this morning, you know, the alarm goes off at six, but I know okay, I'm tired, it's at the end of the week, but I have got to get myself, A, up and with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and then after I've had that time with him in his word, in prayer, journaling, all of that, then I've got to go and I've got to shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be me and my computer and my Bible and my commentaries, you know, and then and it's going to be like that for a few hours, yeah. you know, and then I'll come up for air and I'll check some emails and I, I will even not even have the phone in the same room. Yeah. I'll have it off, but not even in the same room. Cause sometimes <laughs> if I even see it it's out of the corner the of my eye, it's yes. like, it's lighting up or doing something. <laughs> yeah. It, it just resembles a million things, yeah. you know? And, and so, uh, so anyhow, and, and just really scheduling it, you know, there used to be a time where I just, I wanted to feel inspired and I wanted to be looking out <laughs> over mountains or on the beach and have all this amazing time and, and, and inspiration. And when you write, it's not like that. You, you're on an airplane, you're in a car. You know, today was one of those charming days uh, where I woke up and it was, there was snow falling mm-hmm. and my desk was looking out onto all of that and I could light a candle and I had my coffee and I thought, okay, this is a good writing day. But, uh, you know, most of the time you're just, pu- you're, you're pushing through and you're being diligent. Yeah. And that, that's hard. I think in our day and age, it's hard to shut off the distractions. It's hard to just to be diligent and to be to be steadfast to, um, you know, to really take time to do the hard things that take that take time because uh-huh. writing, you know, writing or preparing to teach, you know, doesn't it's not quick. You know, mm-hmm. and it's not just a, you know, oh, well, you know, let me just, let me just put some ideas down. It's, you know, it is diligent work to, uh-huh. to make sure that you're, you know, that there's an accuracy and there's a, you know, a passion and, you know, and, you know, and that you're sharing who you are in, mm-hmm. in, in your writing. And so, you know, your newest Bible study is all things new based on second Corinthians. Uh-huh. And, you know, how did, how did you come about choosing second Corinthians? Like what, did, what did that look like? Yeah. As opposed to first Corinthians. Yeah. Right. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I know it's always like why why the second one uh-huh. but no I loved 
I loved the passage about uh, Paul's thorn in the flesh Mm -hmm. and that had always been something that was really meaningful to me. And um, that particular passage talks about, in fact, uh, I'm going to flip to it. And I am, if if nobody minds here, I'm actually going to pull from the Christian Standard Bible, which is a really cool new translation that I've found very um, accurate and also just extremely friendly, but uh, it's kind of new, so let me see here. Uh, Yeah, there we go. But this particular verse uh, out of uh, chapter 12 where it talks about where actually it's Jesus speaking to Paul, and and he says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, my power is made perfect in weakness. And and so that whole idea of, I think all of us can relate to having some either really debilitating struggle or something that is overwhelming or looming or um, some sort of a thorn that we can't make sense of or we don't Mm -hmm. know what to do with that's beyond our ability to to um, conquer it, if you will. Yeah. And, and, and Paul had that. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus himself comes to him and says, Paul, you don't understand. I'm, I'm going to leave the thorn where it is because if it's there that my grace is going to rest upon you. Yeah. And, and it's there that my strength is going to be, my power is going to be made perfect in that weakness. Mm-hmm. And so that was always a very meaningful uh, passage to me. So then I started looking at second Corinthians and I had forgotten uh, even in chapter one, where he talks about uh, the God of all comfort and the, mm. the, the father of, of mercies and compassion, yeah. that, that God is actually the source of those things and talks about suffering. And but then the joy that comes and the comfort that comes and um, the, well, bearing the treasures of, of Christ in jars of clay. We know mm-hmm. those those really familiar passages. So there's some really beautiful pieces. And so I was drawn for those. Yeah. But then as I started getting into it. I realized, wow, there's so much more here. And uh, a lot of scholars call this, they call Second Corinthians Paul's most raw or vulnerable or mm-hmm. even personal letter yeah. in the Bible. And so so it, I've, I like just loved how much he loved the Corinthians. Mm-hmm. And, and they really didn't love him back as much <laughs> as... <laughs> that would have been nice. You know, as he loved them, I don't think. Yeah. And, and yet he was so selfless. And mm-hmm. that, that just you know, it just challenged me in so many areas because I really find it so easy to love the people that I like. Yeah. <laughs> but man, when people aren't aren't returning that mm-hmm. love or kindness or you feel taken advantage of, man, my flesh can get so ratcheted up. Yeah. And, and so to see Paul just continually, in his words, stretch open wide his mm-hmm. heart to a group that had um, uh misunderstood him and accused him mm-hmm. of different things was a real challenge to me yeah. and and was a reflection of where I have not been conformed to the image of Christ mm. you know so yeah I love that and and I love to just that how it's like you said you were familiar with the book like there were things that stood out but it's like you know just the fact that his word is living and active that like every time we read it there's something you know new to grasp like there's something new to learn and um and I find that as I read passages of scripture that I feel like I've I've seen a million times or heard a million times that I it's like where did this first come from or like where did like how did I miss this concept or Uh whatever and and I love I love a book study that way that you really kind of take a chunk of of something and it's not bits and pieces you know 
know, that we can, and we can learn from all different kinds of study, but I love a book study this mm-hmm. way. And so, um, I haven't started it yet, but I'm really excited to, it's on my short list of, of Bible studies to do oh, next. Um, you know, but what, like, what would you say, you know, today to women who, who are struggling to get into God's word? Because mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of what we see, you know, when we ask women, you know, like, where is it that you struggle in your relationship with the Lord? A lot of them is, is I don't know how to study or I don't know where to mm-hmm. start. Like, what would you say to somebody who's, who is feeling those kind of things? Uh-huh. Well, I would say in the most loving possible tone <laughs> that there is no excuse yeah. because no, but here's why. And mm-hmm. I say that, I say that half, half tongue in cheek, <laughs> uh, but in our day and age, we have more Bible study resources. Yeah. We have to have more Bible study resources than any people group mm-hmm. in the history of the world. Yeah. I just think I just made that up, but I think that's true. <laughs> I, I, I would agree. I think mm-hmm. we're, I think I'm right about that. And, yeah. and so literally, and I'm not just, I'm not just pushing Lifeway because I'm a Lifeway author, but I really do. They, they, I really believe in, a, in their work. And so that's one place to start. There are many others, but one place to start is just go and browse Lifeway's website and look at their women's studies. And mm-hmm. you've got so many different authors, uh, incredible people with, with incredible insight that God has gifted. Yeah. And like I said, that's just one of many options and there are many options associated with each publisher. But I would go, I'd ask some friends, I'd ask, um, see if you can get involved in a church Bible study group. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of it, sometimes we say we don't know how, but it's really just that we just don't want to commit to it. or We don't want to make that Mm -hmm. one phone call. We don't want to do that one thing that it's going to take to get ourselves in there. And so I would just, I would say, ask around, commit to a group, find a study that you can do with some, at least one other person mm-hmm. if you can, especially if you're new to it. Yeah. So that then you can have that accountability For sure. and uh, someone, you, you can have those discussions together, but there are so many resources mm-hmm. and we are just, we're kind of, um, we're really blessed yeah, we really to, are. to have that many. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's that, that there's a tension between, you know, finding the time because I think we all have Mm -hmm, time to mm -hmm. do the things that we want to do. I mean, like I had time last night to watch Netflix, (laughs) you know? And so what, you know, how are we using our time and Uh what, how are we using it wisely? And, and not to say that those are bad, like Netflix is not inherently a bad thing, but, but how are we spending the Mm -hmm. time that we do have, like the Mm -hmm. downtime that we have and, um, you know, and just asking the Lord those kind of Mm -hmm. questions so that he can guide and direct our time and Mm -hmm. our steps. And, you know, one thing you, you mentioned earlier, just kind of, in a broad sense, but I want to um, ask you is how do you, what does it look like for you to separate your personal time with the Lord versus mm-hmm. the work that you do? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think there, there can be, I remember in, when, right when I was starting seminary, one of my friends mm-hmm. said, make sure that those two things mm-hmm. that, that your, your own personal study and your study for a class, you know, and, and I'm thinking about women who are listening today who may be, you know, Bible study leaders or teachers or, you know, who prepare from the word in other ways. And so, you know, what, what does it look like to separate those two things? Yeah. It's, it is not easy. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why I don't think it's easy is to think about, let's say that you, um, you're a fitness instructor, mm-hmm. but then you also have got to work out yourself. And yeah. so you get up in the morning and you got to go to the gym to do your own personal workout, yeah. but then you're going to be at the gym all day <laughs> working out with other people, mm-hmm. you know, and it all kind of blends together. Yeah. And so that's one of my real struggles is that for me to sit in God's word and in study for my job, 
that still taps all the same pieces of me as it does for me to sit and be in God's word for my personal time. Yeah. So, so, so I will just acknowledge that, that it's difficult. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I've, it's something that I'm committed to. Yeah. Uh, and, and so part of it is just sheer discipline. And I'll just be really honest. Like this morning when I woke up, because I'm on a rewrite project right now, I'm on, or I'm on a writing project right now, I, I woke up and I thought, oh man, it'd be nice if I could just walk straight to my desk mm-hmm. and just start going. Yeah. Because I know how much I still have to do and how much I want to get done today. Mm-hmm. And I know what's on my schedule. And I just, oh, my brain's sharp. <laughs> I just want to take my coffee and go straight there. Yeah. And it was out of sheer uh, just n- discipline that yeah. goes, no, that's not the most important thing that you can do right now. Mm-hmm. And so, so one of the, one of the ways just as we're talking here is, is, is the choice. Mm-hmm. It's just a choice you make that you will have that time with the Lord. And then obviously to keep your study separate. So if I'm writing on second Corinthians, I'm not going to be in second Corinthians <laughs> for my personal you yeah. know, time with the Lord. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick something different Yeah, and that that's quite different. And also in that time, um, I'm really committed to having prayer be uh, a significant piece of, of that morning yeah. time. And just so aware that, there's nothing I can accomplish apart from Mm -hmm. the grace and the power of God. And so even though I think I know how to write a Bible study, there's no power in that whatsoever without, Mm -hmm. you know, the Lord really doing something significant in that time. Yeah. So I, so I have that, uh, prayer as part of it. And then, you know, sometimes I'll have a Bible study that I'm going through or I'll have a book or devotional or something that I, where it's another speaker or yeah. another somebody that's another pouring, outside voice. yeah that's mm-hmm. that's pouring into me that I will also um include sometimes in in that time but yeah. uh but yeah those two things it's a it's a choice and also to separate them out mm-hmm. and then also to to recognize that we really do need the lord and that we do need that personal time for ourselves yeah. not just so we can have a message to teach yeah. or a book to write. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I'm coming to grips with um, in a deeper place that I, I need to commune with the Lord. It's not enough for me just to have the information. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, it's so true and it's powerful. And I think the enemy, I was listening to um, a message the other day and it was like the enemy, the enemy wants our, he wants our faith. He mm-hmm. wants our, you know, our time and mm-hmm. we, it's, it's our choice. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, it's, it's our choice, how we spend those things and what we do with it. And, you know, and if we're going to be women of faith who just really stand on and on the word of God, and even on the days when we don't want to, mm-hmm. and, and that's where it's easy on the days, like on, you know, January 1st to go, this is what I'm going to do. Or, sure. you know, and, and when this, you know, by the time this airs, you're probably about a month into your resolutions or what your goals for this mm-hmm. year. And, you know, and maybe, you know, it's time to reevaluate and just say, you know, maybe my goal is just to, to be with the Lord, like exactly. to, to commune mm-hmm. with him, like you said, mm-hmm. and to, to daily do that, whatever that mm-hmm. looks like, whether you're a mom with, with kids running around and you're mm-hmm. like, I don't have time for this, you know, or, you know, you're single or you're working or wh- whatever that looks 
looks like to, to find that time that's separate from everything else and separate from, um, you know, from, from time conversation with another person, but, um, or work that you're working on, but that it really is time with the Lord. Yeah. Um, cause it's vital. It's, it's vital to our, to our lives. Um, you know, and, and one thing I've noticed just in, in kind of knowing you, um, over the last few years is you are an aunt and, and mm-hmm. you love your, um, your family so much. Like, what is it like to, to invest your life that way as, as an aunt and as a family member and all of that and being single, you know, in this chapter of life. And it's something we talk about, you know, I feel like, you know, on the regular, I would say even on the podcast is, you know, what is it like in this season of life to be exactly where you are and what are kind of some of the, the hard or the, the more difficult pieces of that? Sure. Well, I love being an aunt and it has been a huge blessing and I've got um, two nephews and three nieces Mm. and I've got one on the way that I'm not sure which one of those it's going to (laughs) be and but my brother and his wife uh, moved just three miles down the road Mm. from me a few years ago and it has been such a life changer just having family here in town and uh, Will is just turned six and and Harper's four and a half and so it's just great fun to be able to have them. And it's a big outlet for me and also very grounding, mm-hmm. you know, especially if, if I'm traveling and, and flying back in and just know that, okay, when I get home, I'm going to be able to have them over for dinner. Mm-hmm. Or the kids are going to spend the night. Um, or I'm going to go just drop by their house and, and hang out for a little bit. So yeah. it's just been very grounding for me and, and allowed me to, uh, since I am single and I'm not married and I don't have children, to have a place where I can nurture yeah, and, 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 and nurture them through the different stages. I mean, mm-hmm. Harper was two when they moved here and that's so different than four and a half. Oh yeah. You know? And even, even where Will is, you know, being six years old, we're, we're having different conversations mm-hmm. and, and we're doing different things and we're able to watch slightly different show shows and, and, sl- and slightly more complex games. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm excited for, being present for mm-hmm. those stages yeah. and and praying that 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 will be something really great and it has it has definitely filled a place in me that I didn't even know was empty and I'm so thankful that the mm. Lord brought them because that was one of those surprise gifts that he yeah. just did for me That's and awesome. just plop them three miles down the road. I love that. Yeah, it's been great. And, you know, and I think that wherever we are, whether you are single and you, you know, or maybe you don't live close to your family, like none of my family lives, you know, Mm. right nearby, or if you're married with kids, you know, I think it's it's something important for us to seek out is that is to, to build community with people that aren't exactly in our, our, our same life stage and, and all of that, because, you know, because we want to learn from one another and we want to have that perspective, yeah. I think, to be able to share, whether it's your immediate family or whether it's just close friends that you can do that with, mm-hmm. just to invite to be a part of your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Community is essential. Yeah. Absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what's kind of maybe, I don't know what word I'm looking for here, but strange is not the right word, but it it feels like a lot of times I'm out speaking, Mm -hmm. I'm doing this certain thing, but then there's this whole other world of my life that people don't ever see me in. Yeah. And when I say people, I guess the people that I maybe I'm out speaking to Mm -hmm. or writing to or whatever. Yeah. And, and so, uh, and, and that's, that's for, for better and worse. (laughs) (laughs) Let's make no mistake. Uh But uh, yeah, there's a, I think it's important that we have, you know, just lives of community and people around us and mm-hmm. people who see us how we really are. Yeah. And, 
you know, they know what's going Mm -hmm. on Uh and they can, they'll show up. They, you know, they call, they text when you're gone. And I know you travel a lot more than I do, you know, but it is so important to have people like that in your life that are just, they're just your people. Uh And, um, and I love that. And I know that you've got a great group here, you Mm -hmm. know, who are those kind of people, those Mm -hmm. kind of women in your life. Um, you know, just kind of talking about something, you know, that's central to what we talk about on the podcast a lot, you know, what is, what is something or somebody or like, what's something in your life that you've been marked by, mm-hmm. um, just as you've grown in the Lord or just, um, in your faith or whatever that, you know, whatever that may look like, what does that look yeah. like for you? Well, I think obviously I could choose several different things that have marked me, but, yeah. but in thinking about that question, what really comes to mind clearly for me is, um, the, the mission work that I've had the privilege Mm. of doing. So, um, being in the Amazon of Brazil, the Amazon jungle is a primary place. I'm also, uh, go to Moldova some with justice and mercy international, but those mission trips collectively Mm -hmm. and individually have definitely marked me and they have changed my worldview, Mm -hmm. um, in the sense of the Western, um, American culture is not the only perspective that is out there. Yeah. And, and that, that I'm saying that from a, I really don't think I understood that mm. until I started traveling to some places and yeah. realized that, that the, that different parts of the world and different cultures, they all think very differently and very uniquely. And yet the transcendence of the gospel and mm-hmm. the transcendence of Jesus Christ, despite the different cultures, despite the different socioeconomic backgrounds, mm-hmm. Despite whether you live in a home or a hut, yeah, uh, the transcendence of the gospel is intact and flourishing and doesn't change. Yeah. And and so uh, I could go on and on about how missions have changed my life, but but I have definitely been marked by how I spend my money mm-hmm. um, to what I'm grateful for yeah. uh, versus you know I, quite frankly. Um, could be so petty about the dumbest things. And then you go other places and you realize, Oh, okay, this is, this is something to really, really be upset about. Not that they didn't put the right salsa in your to go (laughs) box and, uh, among other things, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, yeah. And, and to, to having an eternal perspective, uh, just seeing people that are in really difficult situations that have a great joy because they are Mm -hmm. not living for here. They're living for the life that is truly life and and that's here and it's also eternal. Mm -hmm. And, and so they have their hopes set on Christ in a way that's very different. Uh, Their prayer lives are so strong. Mm -hmm. Some of the believers that I've seen. So missions has marked me. Yeah. I love that. And they have a way of, like you said, just changing our perspective and, and broadening our, our eyes and our hearts to see the work that the Lord's doing beyond, Uh beyond what we see on a daily basis. And, um, and it takes a sacrifice of time to go and do those things Mm -hmm. and to, you know, and to give part of, cause you don't just leave there and come home, but like you leave part of yourself there. Mm -hmm. I think too, whenever Mm -hmm. you, whenever you take, you know, a trip like that and, um, and experience the work that the Lord's doing in other places, um, and I just, I love, I love that. And I've seen, I've seen pictures and we'll link to justice and mercy international in the show notes so that you guys can get a picture of what Kelly's been doing. But, um, but I love just that, 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 that's something significant, um, in your life. And, and one other th- significant thing that you have going on is cultivate. And, yeah. um, and I actually got to go to a cultivate event, but I want you to tell everybody a little bit about cultivate and kind of what, how that kind of came to be and what it looks like right now. Yeah. We're so excited. Um, we've, we've got, um, 
several cultivates coming up this year in 2017. So check it out and see if there's anything coming near you. But I really had a heart to, to, to be able to freely Bible teach for, uh, you know, once on a Friday night and twice on a Saturday morning, because I feel like, a, I need that much time. <laughs> I, I, I could be more succinct probably, but no, but I really wanted Bible to be central and, and, and I feel like there's just such a hunger for the word of God, just truly for the unadulterated word of God. And mm-hmm. so, so part of a cultivate event, uh, really there are four elements to it, Bible teaching, worship, prayer, and an emphasis on missions. Mm-hmm. So those are the four things. So we really try to have it be very warm and accessible. Yeah. The worship is uh, an acoustic uh, worship. So we've got a violin and a couple of acoustic guitars and a piano. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that is the musicians are absolutely fantastic. So it's very, very beautiful. But what I love about it being so quaint and earthy is that we can hear all the voices yeah. in the room. Mm. And so we do a blend of, of, of our old hymns and also contemporary worship and and so I love that. The music is one of my favorite parts of a Cultivate event. Uh, and then we actually have two different prayer times. We have one prayer time where you're just, it's kind of in the quietness of your own heart and, and you're just spending some time before the Lord in response yeah. and, in, and in praise and adoration and confession and those things. And then we actually do one corporate uh, time of prayer that has been su- surprisingly kind of everybody's favorite. Yeah. And and so that's just been a really, really cool thing to be a part of. And then we always like to highlight a local mission yeah. uh, for wherever we're going so mm-hmm. we can make sure that we're actually doing something in the town, yeah. the cities that we're going to. And then and then we also highlight um, some international piece with JMI, whether that's Moldova or the Amazon. That's and awesome. so I get to show some footage from some of those places and mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that as well. So yeah, I'm very excited uh, about Cultivate, and and we would love to see you if you can make it out to any of them. Absolutely, and I will. I know I've told you this story before, but I'm gonna give it have a true confessions moment about when the time that I came to Cultivate. Um, you know, I, I I had it on my calendar. Um, you had said come, and I was like, okay, I'll come. And my plan in my head was like, I go to women's events all the time. Oh, I like, know, I pressure people. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is my life. I'm constantly, you know, when I'm traveling for work, it's at women's, you know, women's events. And I was like, I'll go Friday night and I'll show my face and I'll, you know, participate. And then I was like, in Saturday morning, I'm sleeping in. Well, it was so good Friday night that I like, as soon as it was over, I'm like, I'm coming back. And, and I think it, it so resonated with me, you know, just where, where I am in my walk with the Lord, you know, as it would, I think with any woman who just wants to take a next step in her faith and, Mm -hmm. and to, um, to see where the Lord has her and just to hear from God's word, to be challenged, um, and just to participate in all those elements that you mentioned. And it was one of those things that I went into it just because it it felt like another, another thing on the calendar to me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm so, I'm so thankful that it wasn't. And, and I still have my notes that I took from that night and, um, and from the next morning. And I'm so glad that, um, that I was able to be a part of that. Um, and, and I'm, and I have no regrets cause I, I was there the whole time and it was That's great. Hilarious. Um, but, but this has, you know, been so good today just to visit with you and just to hear a little bit more about what the Lord's doing in your life, what he has done and, you know, kind of where he's brought you from. But, um, any last words of challenge or just encouragement to the women who are listening today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would just say, you know, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but just that plan to get in the word, you yeah. know, we're, we're sitting pretty close to the top of the year and, and don't just think about it and just don't, don't put it, you know, think, oh, that might be a good thing or mm-hmm. I don't really know what to do. I mean, really get out there. It, it's not hard yeah. to, it's not any harder to find a Bible study today than it is to find a place to go have dinner. Yeah. You know, I mean, just, you can, um, 
ask someone at church or if you're not plugged into a church, go online, yeah. hit up lifeway.com, whatever it needs to be. But find a Bible study and get in God's word because that's where we're going to find life. That's yeah. where we're going to find how to live. That's where we're going to find the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I don't know, it, the, the word of God has completely changed my life. And so mm-hmm. I would just encourage you, don't let another day go by. Yeah. Uh, commit to getting in the word mm-hmm. with a plan and uh, see what God does. Awesome. I love that. Um, well, Kelly, thank you so much for being hey, here today. You. I'm glad we got to just sit down and visit for a little bit. And I know that the women who are listening will um, will just gain something, you know, just from, from your wisdom and from where you are. Um, you know, just so you guys who are listening know, we're going to link to all of a couple of things that we've talked about today or all the things we've talked about today, like Cultivate, Justice and Mercy International, um, Kelly's website, how to connect with her on social media. All of those will be in the show notes that you can find at LifewayWomen.com forward slash podcast. Um, I hope that you guys, if you've missed the last few episodes, will go back and take a listen. Um, you can see Kelly on um, where all she's going to be on her website, um, whether it's with Cultivate, another women's event, or one of our Life of Women Abundance events as well. Um, but we're just excited about what the Lord's doing in and through her. And so I hope that you guys have um, taken something away today that the Lord's taught you. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, tweet at me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mary Margaret C. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. Use the hashtag MarkedPodcast to connect with us. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifewayWomen.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. It's a great way for other people who aren't listening yet to find us. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week. Home should be a place where we feel at peace, where we can be ourselves, where we feel loved. For a lot of us, though, home is a place of heartache, hurt, and loneliness. As believers, Christ promises us an eternal home. But what does that actually look like? And how do we deal with our current homesickness? I recently wrote a Bible study called Come Home for Women, and I'm so excited that Come Home will also be available for teen girls. It's perfect for small groups, helps girls answer important questions, and gives us a richer understanding of what kind of home God's building for us. The release date for Come Home for Teen Girls is August 1st, but you can pre-order it now at lifeway.com slash come home. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help girls belong and be loved. Again, you can pre-order it today at lifeway.com slash come home.